episode 6 of season 9, 69 of The Roar. This is The Roar After Dark. We're going to talk about fucking Atlanta. Literally or figuratively? Both. I'm going to settle up behind that fat ass called the Atlanta Aquarium, and Daddy is going to beat it red. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's our intro this week. It's Nani's name is tattooed on my cock. (laughs) I'd like to introduce you to my balls, Kyle Smith and Vanderwater. Hopefully nobody's family listens this week. You can tell Matt didn't watch the game last night because he's just or ignoring it to happen because yes. he's uh, 100. I was at the Atlanta game, so I want to focus on that. True. We have a lot to talk about, actually. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. It's uh, for the midway point in the season. Uh, the transfer deadline is today, currently 7 p.m. Doesn't look like anything's going to happen, but we're going to talk about what they tried to do. Who knows, man? Who knows with this club? And uh, yeah, we just took four points from our rivals. And we're still sitting in second at the midway point. But uh, so lots to talk about. How do we want how do we want to break this down? Do we want to do games and then midway point and then transfers? Or do we want to do transfers, midway point, games? Let's get the games out of okay. out of our systems. Okay. Step one. Why is Chris Mueller still starting for this team? I don't know. I screamed at him all through the Atlanta game and the Miami. Like, what does he bring to this team? except just having another person. I would be more effective on the field because at least I would say nice things to my teammates. I think he's checked out. 100% he's checked out. He's fucking writing the second volume of his book in his head. He was doing that last year too, though. Yeah, this is true. I, it's just, I don't know, man. When Vanderfader comes in in about 20 minutes and completely changes the game yes. and then – comes in in Miami and is still more productive in him than 30 minutes. Obviously didn't come up with a goal and assist, but still like was doing more things. I just, I think, I think he's checked out. I think he's mentally in Scotland. He's doing like interviews for Hibs. You know, I think, I think he's, I think he's got to go. Kick him out. Gotta go. Bye. The thing about transfers is, is that even though the window closes today, we can still sell players until the Scottish window closes or the English window over DK. Uh, we'll talk to him about him in a bit, but. So we can still let players leave. It's just we can't bring in anybody who is not currently a free agent after today, uh, which Lionel Messi's a free agent. Hey, last minute offer. He's got to like throw the Disney. book at him. Did you see? I was kind of interested, like what the Vikings salary versus like top players. Did you guys know that Cristiano Ronaldo and Kirk Cousins make the same amount of money? That's America. What? That is America. That is America. That's America. Only... You ever seen that thing? You ever seen that thing where Shaq talks about Rudy Gobert? And he's like, that just shows every little kid out there, go out there and be average, and you too could be a $50 million player. <laughs> it's like that type of shit. It's like, come on. It's just kind of wild when you look at, like, money athlete salaries, like, in American sports versus, like, like the big American sports versus everywhere else. I mean, even, like, Kaka making $7 million is, like, rotational money in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Well, there's, the highest played player in the NHL is making, like, $13 million. There's way more merchandising, advertising in the other sports. I mean, the NFL is all marketing now. Every fucking yard marker is brought to you by Allstate. This first I mean, round is brought to you by Pizza Hut. 
if you guys were pro athletes and you you like you're Bo Jackson, like you can play whatever sport you want to play. Where are you? What are you doing? NASCAR. Sorry, never mind. We're, we're talking real answers. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hey, that's on. what you want to do. You're talking like legit two odd sports that you're cross athlete. No, just one. Like Bo Jackson's just he could do whatever the fuck he wanted because he was so athletic. Like if you're uh, okay. if you're baseball, fuck you, athletic. Baseball. Baseball's a good one though because your it's your career is the longest and there's no cap. Like you can make what's uh what's an insane amount of money for doing for batting under half like batting under a third batting under 30 percent is fine yeah yeah what's tatis making guaranteed uh, like 300 million or something i think uh how the um, fuck are they getting that money when no one's showing up to the ballparks he's like 20 years old and he's like they're like yeah we're gonna guarantee you three nfl i get it right now nba i get it i do not get how there's so much money in mlb because it's old bro it's like you got like when you it's people like there are a certain amount of people in each city like every sport that love baseball and they're gonna there's people all over this country there's money to be made in baseball especially in tv i think personally but um with as it's baseball because it's like your career is as long as you make a good amount of money and it's a non-contact sport (laughs) like how easy is this i mean you fall asleep out there in the outfield you still get it I guess my thing with baseball is why hasn't it expanded then? Because I think there's a lot of like there's a, there's like an old boys club that's like where baseball you baseball know is I mean? an old boys club like that yeah. is the definition of the old boys club exactly yeah so so like it's just that type of thing I think they should expand I think they should well I was telling uh, Logan that they might move the Rays to Montreal I think that would be cool but then that's not expanding that's just movement but. Yeah. I will say I have a little bit of a soft spot for the Rays after this weekend. There, I got to be honest, that ballpark, garbage. But Trash can. It has like a li- it has a little bit of like 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 terrible like chic. Like it's like okay, this this it's our shit. Yeah, exactly. But the uh, but the other thing that about it is like their what do you call it? Like when they hype the crowd up is dead. It is so bad. Like what were oh, they doing? Awful. It's like, oh, there would be a moment where it was it was like two and two. So the third strike was coming and they would just light up the board. It's coming and play like really weird music. <laughs> and we'd be like, what is coming? Like nobody's telling anybody anything. Yeah, I don't know. It was other than the trash can of a stadium and like a location, you know, the Rays aren't the worst thing in the world. Move those motherfuckers down. Do you down, remember baby? Alex when Logan went on like a 30 minute tirade against Tampa? like year one and you and me were like who the hell is this guy i <laughs> was young and naive and now and this guy's uh, like you know i'd suck tampa's dick if i had to whoa 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 first of all it's called it's called saint petersburg it's not no saint peter's florida's vestigial tail and i will die on this hill oh my god it's useless but it's hanging there you know what i mean we don't need it but it's there but like what is it is there is it not i i've actually never been like there except for the stadium what's its deal what's good about it there is nothing it has beaches downtown st pete is pretty cool it's got like a really really? cool bar scene it's like kind of young and hipstery uh they've got a thai place that has the best wings i've ever had in my life who goes to a fucking thai place and orders wings matt you're you're such that person who who was it was it he's like uh uh, who is it who he said wings from somewhere that you want to flash i will die on that hill (laughs) okay i'm not joking right now you listening in this episode 
If you're in a car, take a hard left and get to the nearest Tijuana Flats and order the wings with the banging sauce. Ask for an extra ranch. It's life-changing. They're phenomenal. I feel like if you name something banging, it can, it, it's like legitimately against the law that it, it cannot be not be banging. It has it to be banging. Damn good. I like their banging sauce. It's it's not. I like the Georgia peach one a lot, a little bit better than the like banging that sauce. That is good. Some, Remember when we used to talk about soccer on this show? Who wants to talk about soccer? Uh, I mean, how do we feel about this team in the midway point after beating Atlanta and come from behind fashion in the final twenty minutes? Thanks to Sylvester Vandervater and not much else. Um, Kyle Smith is legitimately our third best player at the moment. Oh, I love like, that man. I just not worthy. Second place in the East. Game in hand on a couple of the clubs, a lot of the clubs. I feel good, but I don't feel great. How do you guys feel? Not good. Because teams usually that are in a good position or are putting themselves in a good position for the end of the season, like we're coming to here, are usually getting their results with a little bit more vigor. Whereas we're just kind of like, when we get a result, it's just like, like we just made it. So like, there's been no real, I don't, I mean, it's been a long time since I felt really good about a win. And it's been a long time since we put a couple wins together. So like, it can only tell you how I feel about the, the most recent run. Can you give me how teams win one more time? Can you just give me that noise again? Ugh. I thought it was going to be a John thing. <laughs> how you feel? You know, when you're in college and you're in a class and you're just like shooting things and like uh, shooting things off at the last second and putting it off and like, you get a grade back and you're like, how the hell did I get a B plus on that? That's how I feel. We're like, we're surviving, but it's very clear that as things go on, um, it is going to eat us alive. And so it's one of those things of, I don't, I don't feel bad about being second in the East. I mean, we have a decent amount of points. We're projected to make the playoffs comfortably by any metric at the same time, this, and maybe this is just the, you know, I've been a fan for a while now and I've seen season collapses happen on a dime. It, it, it seems very easy, like one or two things happen and this season has gone to shit over the smallest little thing. I don't know. I feel like, like, even though we're not playing great, I feel like a collapse seems difficult. Like, I feel like as long as Pereja's here, we're not going to collapse. Because you, you look at this team, we're missing Galese. We're missing um, any strikers whatsoever. We have none of them, uh, unless you can't touch out. I don't know why this club refuses to sign a striker. I think I think Pato is the thing. I think they're waiting on Pato. I don't know if that will that's a good idea at all, but I think they're waiting on Pato. I mean, we're, that man's going to sell 10,000 jerseys to have started one game. I still think that there's a possibility that he comes in and, may, and plays some some meaningful minutes. I really do. I mean, he kicked ass. I mean, he was very good in that opener. He was very good in preseason. For the 30 minutes you know, he was on. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. like, that's the problem. I think that's but what... A, but like the, I don't think it's a... I mean, I think it's a problem that it, it's a possibility, but I don't think it's a problem. Like, I think it's necessarily a likelihood. I think the guy could come out and play well. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see it. I'm, I'm wishing it was already happening. I'm going to ask a question of the people listening. If you bought a Pato shirt at the beginning of the season... How are you feeling right now? I, I mean, like, I feel, let me ask, let me ask you guys a question. How do you feel about like where, like soccer jerseys when you have like a player, I feel like this, the players in soccer are more 
like representative of the era. So if I saw a Pato Orlando City jersey in three years and he plays three games for us, I'd just be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Remember yeah. that happened. That that was a thing. <laughs> like that would just be like interesting to me. Whereas if I feel like if I saw any other sport, like when I see the guy walking down Church Street with a Breck Shea Orlando City jersey, like oh yeah, yeah. I remember those days. That shit happened. I remember what depression feels like. Yeah, that's when like people are like, oh, I can't get a name on the back of the jersey, like. As long as they play for the club in any respect, it's fine. I don't like nobody's going to be around forever. It's not a big deal yeah. to me. I don't know who plays more for their Orlando City career, Pato or Mateus Zayas? Definitely Pato. Yeah, I can only Hopefully. hope Pato. <laughs> Seriously, please, Pato. He just needs to play in four more games, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It was looking rough. I mean, he's he's supposed to be out what three to six weeks, and we're on like month three. <laughs> Is it true we? This is going into a different direction. Is it true that we are trying to package Alvarado with a deal? Okay, let me let's go over this because uh, this is super interesting to me. I and I, I have a lot of thoughts on this stuff because that's stuff. like saying I will sell you this truck and also this sheet of leaflet paper. <laughs> I, I here's okay. We're gonna get into some stuff because I'm I'm very I'm very interested in the the transfer goings on. Like I'm sure most people are. So last Friday, uh, I think, first word came out that Orlando, the Wolves are like, all right, here's these stacks of cash. Do what you will with them. It is so nice. Uh, it is so nice to finally have rich, rich owners. So well, that, let me go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to. Well, no, I'm going to, it's going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to try and do a whole background thing. So go ask your question first. I was just going to say, how much do you think the Wilts effect? Like, I mean, it's a stupid question, but like the Wilfs are going to affect the, like everything about this club in the sense of like, even down to the physios, like hopefully they get fired and we get people in. So three to six weeks doesn't turn into three months anymore. Okay. Before we start transfers, then let's talk about firings because somebody's not with the club anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Zoom, for keeping everybody's ears in check on that one. <laughs> Yeah, they heard Matt coming, and they were like, "God damn!" So yeah, Alex Leitao stepped down. Say it again. Wilson. Alex Leitao is no longer. Well, he's technically with the club, but he is no longer acting CEO. One more time, so I can finish. Alex Leitao can't gazump our GM and hire James O'Connor. He doesn't have that power anymore. Thanks, bud. What <laughs> he called you, buddy, right? Yeah, buddy. What a great buddy. So sayonara. That's buddy. rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> So, like, obviously, they're making moves. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the reports yesterday. They have um, they've hired a couple consultants, somebody for the front office and somebody on the business side. And obviously, Alex Leitao was the first casualty of that. God. Um, we've also seen them say they're going to invest everywhere uh, in the academy. And they've already said they're going to try and the bathrooms, the, the analytics, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm. I think they're, they're, they're serious about this. They're going to spend a lot of money. The only question is who's making the decisions and are they going to make the right decisions uh, with that money, right? That's the whole thing. Like we, we had three and three and a half million dollars spent on Josue Coleman and let's see how that turned out. Yeah, but when you invest in the periphery, the team is going to be better. I feel like you're just going to put in infrastructure, infrastructure all day. Like I'm just excited to see them in like, I, I said when they bought it, when they bought the team, I said that we're going to learn very quickly how much these people care. And Leitao out is a big sign. I said, like, as soon as they got in, I was like, you know what? As long as they fire Leitao, they have my trust. Just do that one thing. And that's it. Exactly. Oh, 
I'm glad. I feel so like vindicated that that was the first move. Yep. I feel like we're not crazy. Nope. No, like, but I mean, does any, does, I mean, there are people in this fan base that think we probably were crazy, but I don't really want to. A lot of them sit in the same section of the stadium as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They also take their shirts off a lot. I mean, like, I, I feel he didn't, he wasn't like a complete dumpster fire. Like, he, he did bring a lot of like events to like, I'm sugarcoated. No, I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, good things, good things, good things are happening. They're very hands off. They said, Playtow, they're not going to make. If you're listening to this, thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye buddy <laughs> buddy that was rough buddy i uh you know so i'm i'm excited that they seem like they're gonna make some moves and make some moves quickly um we'll get into some interesting things later but the first reports came down on friday that we had bid so let me walk through this chronologically we submit a seven million dollar bid for argentine international julian alvarez 21 year old winger who is already capped for argentina uh, he looks like a stud. He looks like he's going to be some, the real deal. Um, that was declined by uh, River Plate. We then on Friday reportedly bid 10 million with plus 2 million add-ons, so up to 12 mil total for Alvarez. Same day, we bid, I believe it was $9 million for Facundo Farias, who's a, an 18-year-old, number 10, just in case Alvarez says no. Turns out Al, uh, Alvarez doesn't really want to play in MLS, so he turns down the deal. River Plate turns down the deal. He'd rather he's in talks with Aston Villa too. Can't really blame the kid. Uh, we then go back in for Facundo Farias again. We offer six million for a smaller percentage. So you know, basically a little bit higher on our end, but we put less money up front. They say no to that. We come back and we offer seven and a half million plus Alexander Alvarado on loan for that same percentage. That gets rejected, and they said. He's staying with us unless you pay his release clause. He would rather go to Europe than go to MLS. $10 million or kick rocks, which is where we were at on like Monday. So all kind of talk has died around Facundo Farias, Julian Alvarez. Maybe if we paid that $10 million and the reports just haven't come out yet, I don't know why they wouldn't. He could come in, but it looks like probably not going to get that big time signing this window. But there is a lot of intent here from the Wilfs in the first couple of weeks. So what are your guys' thoughts? We're already trying to get a different caliber of player. Like if you look at who he brought in and nothing against guys like Vanderwater and Urso and even like Kyle Smith and things like that. Like we are, we have even like going back to Coleman, trying to get people who we hope pan out. It now seems we are gearing towards guys that we know will have an impact that instead of a 50-50 shot that they pan out, it's a 90-10, an 80% kind of thing. Like absolutely almost certain studs instead of, I hope this guy who wasn't an accountant five years ago becomes a top five left back in the league for nothing. To be fair, he kind of did. <laughs> I know. But for every one of Kyle Smith, there's a Breck Shea, a Luke Bowden, a uh, Rafael Ramos, a let's just go down the road of, of fullbacks that we've had that didn't pan out. Yo, Breck Shea was a hype signing and before the first I really season. liked him and I wanted him I to did pan too. out. For real. You can only hope that he's our only signing who showed up in genie pants to his reveal. You guys remember those green genie pants? Look like yeah. fucking somebody out of Aladdin. Yeah. That I remember was that shit of... being all over the subreddit. 
what's his his hand sign that he does when he scores? He does like the is it? It's not. It's really close to um. Dipala, uh, uh, yeah, Dibala. but it's like over his nose. I don't know. I'm really glad that uh, Kyle Smith shut him down again. So here's the thing. I think it, we we aimed a little too high because neither of these guys really want to play in MLS. But reportedly, we had not talked to either agent. We just sent money to the club. That's yes. uh, sent offers to the club. Scrooge That's, fucking McDuck owns this club now. <laughs> That's not really... At least in my understanding, how business is done. Like you—that's how you know they've played the agent, FIFA, right? And they're like, we can't talk to them. But like normally, you gauge interest from the agent to know if it's even worth your time. And like Julian Alvarez's agent was very open with it, and he was like, "Yeah, they just sent money, offered money to the club." And I was like, "No, no, no. you come to me first. I'll give them the offer. Let's talk here. Let's see if he even wants to play there because he doesn't want to play in MLS." Like Atlanta tried to sign him earlier. They, he said, I don't want to play an MLS. And then Orlando was just like, here's $7 million. And he's like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> um, so that's a little concerning. Like, it's going to be hard to pull those kids out of Argentina because why would you come to MLS? Like, what's the reason? You know, they're already more likely to move to Europe from Argentina. I just, I, I, whereas like Coman, Alvarado in lesser South American leagues. Is he going to see minutes at Ashton Villa? Aston Villa? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He's he's 21, I think. And 20, if he 21. is, he's going to get his shit kicked in. Have fun being, you know, mid-table. Like, that's, if you've got an offer... It's going to be DK, though, right? I think that's DK's level. I kind of like Aston Villa. I just can't. The maroon and baby blue look is just yeah. ugly to me. I hate it. I hate it. I hate I that so many clubs have. Um, it's just so, if you're not in a top six club in the Premier League, like, is it really that different? I mean the pay, yes, yes but yes. yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's the way better. The worst, the worst team in the Premier League, a team that gets relegated. You'd next rather year play for Fulham than Seattle. Yeah, yeah, really, one hundred percent. Yeah, this is the American soccer fan in me being triggered by this. Well, because like <laughs> these are the these are the teams that are looking at these guys that we're looking at. Um, Alvarez, Aston Villa, obviously, he was also getting you know linked to Ajax and AC Milan. Um, oh, Ajax Farias, for sure. Farias has been looked at by Juventus, Galatasaray, and uh, River Plate was going to sign him to replace Julian Alvarez. So, like, there's just a lot of, like, teams that Orlando really can't compete with on, like, a prestige basis. So, we'd have to, like, really pay these kids. I don't, I don't know. It's just, like, we might have shot a little – we might have shot a little too high, which makes me wonder, like, was this the plan? Or were we just like, oh, fuck, we have money. Let's just send it at people and see who says yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, I just wonder if they're they were really prepped for this. Of course they're not prepped for this, but that doesn't mean that they're not ready to spend a little cake. So just get the right people in position. Like they did it with Perea, got lucky, then hopefully put a good president in, find a good GM, and let's call it a day. So you're saying Muzia? Yes, I'm saying Muzia. I think the Wipe whole infrastructure has to go. See ya. Alex and I are going to co-sponsor an infrastructure bill. Yeah. And it's going to be <laughs> both parties. Yeah, it's going to be across the aisle. Yeah, but not political party. No, <laughs> across the aisle because he's sitting in the other section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not moozy out, but I'm concerned. Hear me out here. What if I don't want to? <laughs> no, I'm not. log off. This is I Podcast think. Right, over. I think, <laughs> I think most people are hearing us or you guys say moozy out, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Okay. Do you guys know how many players we've signed in the last year? The last three transfer windows. Ten. 12, 7, 13. Gonna, oh, it was close. Okay. So you said 13. In three transfer windows, a full year, how many of those players 
are currently contributing. Who? Sylvester Vanderbotter. That's it. That's the list. Okay, yeah, go through the Nani's list. Nani's been here that long. I forgot Nani's been here that long. That's so crazy. the list is Michael Halliday, Mateus Ayes, Alexander Alvarado, Derek Dodson, Rio Hope Gund, Brandon Austin, Jesus. Alexandre Pato, Sylvester Vanderbotter, oh Alfredo Rivera, Raul Aguilera, Thomas Williams, Emmanuel Moss, Adam Grinless. Wait, wait, wait. So hold on. This is the beginning of your argument for Musi? Uh, this is my argument against. Now, I think he had one really good window where he brought when he brought in guys like um, Schlegel, Carlos, uh, Urso, Galese. We drafted DK that same winter, Perea. Like, like that was a fantastic window. And then since then, really hasn't done much of anything. So he's, I think he's kind of coasting on that one window. And we haven't, we haven't improved. I don't think he's coasting at all. You don't buy 13 players in three windows isn't coasting. That's just taking shots and missing every fucking time. And it's not even taking shots. How are you going to look at Raul Aguilera and say, this guy is somebody who's going to instantly give us wins. But that's the thing. Like, I, I get that. Like, I think you can make a case for every single one of those signings, right? Like you can say, okay, well, that's a development signing. That's a developmental signing. But when your developmental signings make up a third of your roster, and, and they're not playing. Them. Yeah. And then you have guys like Ayas who lasted, who wanted out three months in. Alexander Alvarado, who they're willing to ditch in less than a year. Brandon Austin, who they kicked rocks on six months out. And then the, all these developmental signings. Like, obviously, jury's out on Moss. Adam Grimless is a backup goalkeeper. The, but, like, I don't know. You trade up and you draft Derek Dodson and then you loan him out six months into his pro career. I just I feel like Muzi's hasn't really done much to build the roster. I think the roster is poorly constructed. I have I've said that for a few windows now. We are basically we have a stupid, stupid amount of money contributed to the middle of the roster. And we're not getting production from the cheaper contracts, which is Mueller and DK, who did last year. And Pereira has taken a step back. And Nani's really the only guy who's really like out of this roster, who's outperforming their contracts? Kyle Smith. Benji. Kyle Smith and Benji. Pedro Golese. That's the list. And it's just like, I look at Juan guys like that, who, and Matinho <clears throat> Jow for a, a certain amount of like guys who should be excelling and just haven't taken that next step from warm body on the field. Yes. Juan is fast. He's not been able to add an extra gear, except he is fast. Yeah. I mean, he was a flyer. He was a good flyer. Yeah. But like, at least he's contributing. Yeah, like have, when you when you're talking about a list of 13 players and 12 of them are not doing shit, that is that's a good way to literally rot a club from the inside out. Uh, I mean, like the thing is, is like we're at a, like a juxta, we're at like a crossroads here this winter when a lot of players are going to be gone. Like from now, we're going to lose Mueller, probably DK, Pereira, Nani. Um, you know, who knows else? Who else is going to get cut or traded or sold? So we're going to have to rebuild a big chunk of this team. And it's like, is Muzi the guy to do it? No. I think, I think that's a legitimate question. Get somebody head start. Are you concerned that the yes. new GM would want his own head coach? Oh, that's a problem. That is a problem. Because you want, you want synergy. You want synergy from the top down. Pereja is Muzi's head coach. I think that, that plays into it. Like Pereja, Muzi hired Pereja. And you have to consider that too. I feel like... I feel like it's possible that a guy gets a shot though because like the Mets just got sold to Steve Cohen and he didn't change the coach 
So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not guaranteed, but I think more often than not, like when you get a new coach, they're going to want their own players. When you get a new GM, they're going to want their own coach and their own staff. Um, obviously, it's not like a automatic Pareja's getting fired, but I think it would be a possibility when you'd make changes like that. You're going to cause a ripple effect throughout the whole organization. In that vein, how do we feel about this window? Emmanuel Moss, Thomas Williams, Adam Grinless. Looks like they're going to be the three with summer signings this year. A, B, C, D, F. I mean, Moss is a need. D. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's so early. Like, again, it's so impossible to tell. Like, this could be an A window if Grinwest comes in and plays absolutely out of But just from, like... And Moss is the answer. But, like, from what we needed and what we still need, because Daryl DK's, like, rumor market is picking back up again. If we sell him, like... Gold Cup will do it. Did we... Well, he kind of wasn't great in the Gold Cup. Exactly. So, like... Did we cover our bases? Are we built to make a run? No. I don't think we are either. We have no one at striker except maybe Pato. But that man is drifting the rivers of time. Do you think they keep DK since they didn't replace him? They shouldn't. No, they really shouldn't. But, I mean, that my thing is like Muzi is I wish they just go ahead and, and get it over with. Yeah, but, I mean, you can't force other teams to bid. They have until the end of this month. So I'm I'm interested to see how long he's here for. I, I still expect him to be gone by the end of August. Um, if he's here, like I just like I feel like DK wants to go. The Wolves said yesterday, like selling is part of the process. You know, I think he's I think he's more than likely gone. Like Porto's linked to him now. A couple of Spanish clubs are linked to him now. Like some really interesting destinations that I think he would do well at. But like after the Mueller saga, does Mueller go too? Like are we out DK and Mueller with no replacements? I would much rather see Vanderwater on for full minutes than have the, for the for having Mueller for the sake of having Mueller because yeah. he's checked out. He's not there. He's he just doesn't give two shits. All the shit he wrote fine. in his book, bull, bull, bull. He's out. Benji's playing well. He's you know, as long as you himself, like, as long as you don't need Benji at striker. Trying to Chris Mueller's trying to teach himself how to love Haggis. That's what he's thinking about. Oh man! So I'm thinking like D, C, D. I feel like it's a big knock that you don't didn't bring in attacker when you know that Mueller and DK are likely gone. I think it's a big knock, especially when you have a DP spot open and you apparently have $12 million to spend. Like it's that should have been done way before the Friday before the window closed. This entire season so far has made me, it has cemented me in a controversial topic. And that is Nani over Kaka. I think. You're correct and you're incorrect. Like from a from like a like a standpoint. How can you say of, something so brave yet so wrong? Yes. So, <laughs> no, like you're right. Like as far as like on field production, it's Nani. I think like Kaka could have put the team on his back and didn't. Obviously, Nani's playing with better players, but I think like as long as he continues to do what he's doing, no question. Alex is biting his lip. He's he's concerned. It's Kaka all day. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to everybody. That but I don't think there's a. I don't think it's like bad if you put Kaka over Nani. It's just for me. It's again. It's more of like the time. Like it was so fresh. It was so new. That was the first. It's the year. best of times. It was it the was, worst of times. It was like a fucking Bruce Springsteen song, man. I mean, like the as Lord far is. as like raising the profile of the club, though, Kaka is like done way more for the brand than of course Nani the fact did. that he was the signing before our first like this this like a player of kaka size 
in the world come now to what was a garbage franchise there for five years <laughs> yeah like when he came it was like this is the brand new franchise he's gonna be the face but do they come now i don't think so sorry go no, a go good parallel it. would be luka mudrich in like a couple of years if he would come over do you think we shift gears from like the south american i mean muzi out Leitao out so we don't who cares now anti-brazilians now now no not, that's true I mean, not, that's very true i've been i've been here for the last five years i know what's going on <laughs> you know it's interesting though so i put up a poll that was like how how important was it for orlando to make a move uh this window or today get an attacker and get anybody in 40 percent of the people said it was absolutely necessary 55 percent of the people would have preferred a signing and only two percent of people said they we we don't need anybody else so here's my question are we jaded? Are we? Have we been spoiled by the success of Pereja? Because this is, as of now, our second best season in club history with a very likely chance that we will end up with our best season in club history. And we're all a little disappointed. But that's because, like, it, it's different when you look back. Like, this season, if we end top three, but we, like, crawl across the finish line like we're doing currently... And I think we look back in a couple of years, depending on how we do in the playoffs, if the playoffs are like just an absolute disaster, then we'll remember it. But if it's like we win a game, maybe even two, we'll look back on the season in years and be like, yo, the whole season, it was sick. Like, you know, I just think it's more about like the we're watching the games versus looking at the at the table. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard when you look at the table and we're still in second. We're all a little disappointed with how we're playing. Like, I just, I just wonder, you know, like if we told me, two years ago that we would be second the table and we'd all be like wanting more i would have slapped myself i guess i just look at the look at the past results the most recent results it isn't i mean any way you could in any way any box you put it in it ain't good oh, we've been low-key how many points do we have in the last however many games eight points in the last seven games jesus that's, that's gross that's yeah, gross exactly Especially because they're not against good teams. Like, we played, like, two good teams, and we got slaughtered by one of them. I don't know, man. I'm just... <sighs> How much I of feel... us is just masked by a shitty Eastern division? Uh, is it bad, though? Like, we really... I think the thing is we haven't played New England. We haven't played Nashville. We played Philly. We played NYCFC. Like, so we really haven't seen, like, some of the other top teams. So we have been playing against the shit. And we get Cincinnati this weekend, which is just more shit. So... I'll just draw 2-2. Two, two. It's just two turds instead of one this time. Mm-hmm. Would you guys Two turns rotate? Would you guys rotate with Santos Laguna next week? We have a we have a game against the Mexican. I know team next Thursday. You know you can get fucking row A tickets behind the other the goal that isn't on the wall for forty dollars. Yeah, nobody wants to go. There's like not selling any tickets. You don't even get it as if tickets if you're a season ticket holder. Do you get a discount or anything? No, that's dumb. I know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're even opening up like the top. Like I don't even know where your seats are. I don't even know if they're selling tickets there for this game. That's how kind of bad it is. That's 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 poor advertising too because I haven't heard shit about it. Like I'm uh, talking about just on TV and shit. Orlando City did call Hayden to try and sell her tickets yesterday. I've never gotten a call from Orlando City, and I'm so happy. Eric Piccadilly, if you're listening, you're my ticket rep. Please call Alex. Try and sell this man some tickets. I already got yeah. tickets for the 27th. You don't got to worry about okay. it. Piccolini, whatever your kid's name is. I get calls from them every now and again. Who's this guy? Oh, he doesn't have his name in the transcript. Sorry, bud. 
I'm like, hey, I saw you were at the game. Yeah, what of it? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So uh, midway point in the season, though, who's our MVP? And why Nani. is it? Is it? Yes. Is it? It's the only person scoring consistently. Maybe Galese, but. You know who has, like, single-handedly saved us, like, 12 points, maybe? Is Kyle Smith. Smith. Get another goal line this clearance like, last night. Yeah. It's the, do you want a freak in the streets or uh, what's the line? A lady in the streets lady in the or streets a freak, a freak in the, freak the, sheets. In the sheets. Yeah, it's one of those things. Kyle Smith is both. He's a freak in is the streets and in the sheets. <laughs> Cosmith is just a freak on Church Street. He's just out here. The freak. That's his new name. The freak of Church Street. I just say like, like, how long until somebody I, steals I feel that? like I feel like, oh yeah, what the fuck? Speaking of getting stolen shit, motherfuckers. Um, but um I think for him, it's it's more of like a he's playing a higher above what we thought he was going to be playing at versus Nani above what we thought he was going to be playing at. So it just seems better. I think Nani is the answer, but I think Kyle Smith is a strong contender. It's like, I like everyone was like upset that he didn't make an MLS all-star appearance. Like he's not that good. Like he's not like the best fullback in the league. You're talking about the man I'm going to name my child after. Matthew. Matthew. What's his middle name? Accountant. I'm just curious. So would you name your, oh, it doesn't even have his middle name. Did you know that there's a thing now to where if somebody's like, I'm an accountant, it means um, they have an OnlyFans. What? Hayden was trying to explain this to me because on my my Instagram story, I was like, I can't wait to tell my kids that I was, I saw Kyle, uh, I saw uh, accounting legend Kyle Smith score in person. She's like, you know, that means he has an OnlyFans. I'm like, wait, what? He might though. He seems this like the guy who would have one. Shit. This is that Apparently, if you have an OnlyFans and somebody asks you what you do, and what you do is you post on OnlyFans, you're like, "I'm an accountant." I was in my office the other day, and this this girl is always late with her payment, always. And this woman, our one of our ladies that works in our office, is talking. She's like 18 year old. This 18 years old. This girl. And supposedly, this woman knows like her parents and of this girl. And she's like, for the amount of money and how she makes her money, she should never be late. And I just automatically went OnlyFans. She's selling feet pics. Yeah. Let's let's have a stimulating conversation here. How much would you have to be paid for somebody to buy feet pics from you? Does it have to be like verification or can I just pull stuff from online? (laughs) No, it has to be yours. But can it, does it have to be identifiably mine? Yes. I don't know, man. Like I got, like I'm going through a moisturizer, but my heels are really cracked. I don't know That's who wants pictures of these. You know what I'm saying? It's like runner's feet. It's not good. It's not good, man. Apparently, I fucked my feet. Not like that. <laughs> Whoa! I'm so sad <laughs> that Alex is frozen for that. I will say, uh, if you ever play against people on Rocket League who immediately ask you about feet, it's us. It's us. <laughs> it's the three of us. We're asking you about feet. All right, who's your uh, who's your Unsung hero can't be Kyle Smith because his praises have been sung. But he still is, though. He's not. But how he is he be. not? How? Because people have been legitimately saying, why is he not an all-star? Okay, people are singing That's Kyle Smith's true. praises. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I think there's a case to be made for Vanderwater. I think the more likely answer is probably Benji Michelle. I was going to say Benji or... I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody on the back line. I got an answer. Antonio Carlos. 
Because I feel like nobody's talking about it. I feel like the defense in general, nobody really talks about it. And recently with these fucking eight points in seven games, not really much to talk about. But like before that, I feel like they were getting no love at all. Is it, does Antonio Carlos know that he scored last night after? <laughs> does he know his name? Yeah. Does he know what day of the week does it he is? Does he know that he's married to a real life doll? <laughs> That's some American that. shit. He made that. He made that person. Yep. That's a Disney <laughs> special movie right there. It's uh, What was the movie with Tyra Banks? I think she was a doll that came to life. It was a Disney movie. Uh, I can ask Hayden real a quick decom. if you want. I'll guarantee that. She'll know for sure. Hold on. What's Antonio Carlos's Instagram? Oh, uh, I think it's like AC25. She's a doll. Life size. <laughs> of course. I'm surprised that I remembered that much about that movie. Life size. Life size. The defense, though, man, like it's a problem when you've allowed 15 goals in eight games. Yeah. Yeah, that's Ooh. obviously not good. I mean, but one of those is anchored Ooh. by a 5 0 outing. But still, like, even if you take that out and you've allowed 10 goals in seven, that's definitely, it's not awful, but it's definitely a lot worse than we normally are, which has been like, we were like under a goal a game until this last stretch. Who do you, do you guys think we, like, as a team, we are more the last seven games or this 10 games before that? Like, what is really who we are as a team? Probably somewhere in between. What's more, you think? But like, what is that? Because, like, I mean, like fourth or fifth on the table. I mean, even playing like shit, we're second. Yeah, but that's because we were punching above our weight for a while, and then we just started sagging off. How often do you sag off? Stag off once, once that's fine. Stag off twice, that's okay. Stag off three times, you're playing with your head. In the words of the prophets, good Charlotte. Um, I mean, I think it just goes into what the East is. I mean, you're looking at an Eastern Conference where Miami is the bottom of the table, and Atlanta is not doing great. And an Eastern Conference with teams like Nashville and uh, FC Cincinnati. You picked the picture where she like legitimately looks like he's like she's died and he's propped her up. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so that's why I picked that one. She looks like a mannequin. She legitimately. <laughs> that's because looks she like a is. But like her arms and everything, like that's insanity. The way her head is hanging, yo, that's. Wild. What if like that's we find out good. that she is a mannequin and he's just been posing her for pictures? Have we ever seen a video of her? I mean, but the other the, pictures, like there are other pictures. It's the where neck she for me. That. Yeah, it's the yeah, neck maybe. and the like V of this picture that does it for me. That confirms it. Antonio, if you're listening, I really appreciate you as the player, but I have some concerns. But okay. I have been to a wax museum, so you can't <laughs> fool me. Oh man, I'm still like searching for transfer updates. It's not going to happen. I'm not getting my hopes up. It's over not until we end the episode. I know, right? We're going to log off, and it's going to be like. Boom. We signed Messi. Club record signing. All right. So uh, last question for y'all. Prognostications. How how are we feeling about the team coming out of the transfer window? Can't really add anybody unless they're a free agent. Still likely to lose DK. Mueller's still on the chopping block. What would you guys be happy with for the rest of the season? Like what would what would be satisfactory for you? Because I, I just I don't see this team as a contender. Even if we're fully healthy, I don't see this team as a contender right now. Make it to the playoffs, get bounced in the second round. I would be happy with that. I would be okay with probably, I would be okay with fifth, maybe sixth, depending on how we play. Sixth? Who the fuck is going to finish ahead of us? I'm just saying, you asked me where I'd be okay with, and as long as we make them playoffs comfortably, I'm not going to bitch and moan. But that's it? I don't know. I feel a little I feel a little disappointed. But, like, again, like, my Dude, blame would be on about 15 goals, 
in wait how many seven games? Goals in how many games? Eight games? Seven games? Seven games and eight points. Garbage. You but you're like, oh yeah, we could hang up at top three. Getting up if we continue to play like this, we'll be lucky. I mean, like we're not in any danger of falling out of the playoffs. Like, but I think Matt's right. You look at the bottom of like the full table, and it's Miami, Toronto, Chicago, Cincinnati, who we've played most of our games against. So and Atlanta, like the bottom five, six in the league, five of them are Eastern teams that we have played against for the majority of the season. Anything else you guys want to touch on? That's all the time we have for today. If you liked it, you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, where you find podcasts. My name is Logan, and for Matt and Alex, see you next time. Thank you.